Okay, so uh, yesterday I was quite busy. Uh, I really try not to have a situation where I have, you know, I'm backed up. I try to stay on my daily process, which is includes the podcast. You know, there's a podcast every day, and I had to do three yesterday because um, there was one for Sunday, and I missed fr- uh, Friday and Saturday just because the nature of the day and how it went. Saturday I was in more control, but I was. I kind of set myself up for failure. <laughs> yeah, I'll just leave it at that. So, um, I actually got a lot of responses off this, and uh, I got a lot of praise. I got a little bit of, hey, let's have a conversation about this. And I actually want to shout, I shouted her out in my uh, story on Snap. I think her name is Kaya or something like that. Never met her before. I'm not sure how we're friends on here, on there, but we're cool. And I like that she challenged my point of view. I don't need yes people around me, but she challenged the my narrative, what I was saying. And I I don't want to say it rudely, like, especially because she's not here to defend herself or here to speak up and say something. I don't think she would really need to defend herself, but just to say something because I'm saying something. But she didn't, you know, how do I say? I think she cared about the semantics more than the actual points that were being made. And then we ended up talking and, she had told me, hey, I don't think we really disagree on anything. But there were various little disagreements, you know. Um, and what one thing I noticed is that I pretty much just repeated myself. Like, the stuff in the podcast, one thing I want you all to realize, like, my home, one of my homies came up and was talking to me about it. Like, hey, I just have some questions about your view on the podcast. And I, even though I repeated myself, I want everybody to understand the context of which I'm saying something. The context is, like, super important because... What I want everybody to realize is that there's no one way I'm just looking at everything. You know, if we're talking about dating and attraction, if I'm talking about this, if I'm talking about that, I just, I want you to realize that it's important. Oh, fuck, not even that's important. I'm sorry. I'm like getting notifications on my phone and it, it, my phone, my hand is right next to my phone. So it distracted me. But what I'm trying to say is the context is really important. I'm not applying one thing to everything. So just understand what I'm talking about in the capacity I'm talking about it. Uh, when I'm talking about submission and all that, I have certain beliefs. I, I, I have some beliefs that are contradictory to what my mentors have taught. It's very, very small. But anyway, before we go into anything else, I want to talk about the men. Now, one thing I was talking about yesterday was I think it was the first or second podcast where I talked about. I'm pretty sure it was the second one where I talked about um the, the structure of the podcast. I was talking about this. And then one thing I realized is that a lot of this, a lot of this falls on men. The relationship fails because of men. That that's just that's the facts. If you don't if you haven't got that game, watch the earlier episodes. Try to find one that's titled about dating and attraction or whatever. I know sometimes I just like name them something mysterious or whatever, but don't understand what I'm saying. So um so yeah. This falls on y'all. Men, this falls on you. So I actually got told today, I, I, I wanted to take it this, in this direction, but it was solidified because my homie that came up to me and was asking me questions about the podcast was like, yo, you're saying that women should submit to men that are high value, that are that are in a certain position. A king, and this is true, it's called the king and queen system. A man in his highest position brings a woman to hers. And so what she was basically saying is, how does a man get to that position? I was like, that's great. 
that's great i want to go in that direction but i i, w- I, I was still gonna talk just like general game but this is this is paramount and i'll take it in two directions how do you become this man that i speak of that women want to submit to and how did i get to this point where i had this information so i'll start uh with a ladder um the rule number one that i talked about yesterday is everybody gets got and i have gotten got you know i think there was times where actually not when i when i say a relationship ends and it's a guy's fault i look back at all my all of my relationships every every time i had a fling or or a short relationship or something i saw what i did wrong i remember one time when i was fresh out of the uh the relationship my first serious relationship of my adulthood life i moved to campus i lived on six and white and i was at a party uh that i actually i had this building evacuated it was the day i got hit in the head with a bottle for kicking somebody in the chest i'm pretty sure that's how it happened anyway um and i met this chick i was drunk though and you, they call it liquid courage for a reason i was drunk as shit so i just walked right up to this girl sitting alone at the party and so i'm like yo you know blah 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 and, and this there's so much game in this that, like you see but i can't die you know uh dismantle the whole thing and then you it would take too long i wouldn't I'd miss the point anyway so there was this guy that was there with her that i saw later because i went up to her and just started talking to her i got her number started talking to my homie vasili and alex and uh this guy i'm talking to this guy comes up trying to kiss her she clearly looks uncomfortable he said they're together she said they're not there's so much game in there you know obviously she was not really interested he was interested but she was still probably giving him signals and shit like that um we talk, we text, and we just had a simple date. Now, this was before I had any game, so... When, and when I say game, I don't want y'all to think that, like, I just go around manipulating people or trying to play people or you know, any of that dumb shit. Like, just shut the fuck up and listen to what I'm saying. So, um... When we finally went on a date, we went to the mall. And she worked at American Eagle. Now, this was a while ago, but... She thought it was going to be a boring day. And I remember we walked, I was going to get lunch with her and we, you know, I was going to buy whatever was in the food court and we were just going to, you know, spend time together. And we walked around the mall on a 30 minute break and we laughed and we had a great time. And I remember she texted me later like, yo, I thought that we weren't going to have any fun. I thought it was going to be awkward and weird, but I actually had a, I had a great time. And this was the first date I'd ever been on. So I'm glad it went well. And so we talked and I remember... Uh, I saw her again, and we went and got Stone Creek. Stone Creek is a, I forget what it's called, but we, there was some ice cream shop on campus. We went and got ice cream. We walked. It was somewhat cold, so I gave her my jacket. We sat on the quad. She was in between my legs. We were eating ice cream. We were just as happy as can be. Took her back to her apartment. She gave me a kiss and left. I saw another time. I forget what the third date was, because I know it was three dates. But I remember that the third time... Towards the end, I went into her apartment with her friend. I met her roommate. And I remember we were talking, listening to music and watching TV or something. We were all talking and laughing and shit. Had a good time. Uh, we never got intimate. We never, you know, any of that. But I remember that she just stopped talking to me. I don't know what I said. But I remember I kept texting her. And I was heartbroken. You know, I really like this girl. And she just she just did not reply two weeks later i remember it took me about two i was sad i was like really sad over this and i think it was because i was with 
uh, quote unquote long term relationship. I was with my ex, and uh, not my ex. I just broke up with the ex before that, and uh, you know, I, I think I still had that need. You know, I had slept next to somebody for two and a half years, uh, almost every day, and you know, I, I still had that want in me, that that neediness in me, and. Somehow or so or another, I mean, the dates went amazing. That's what I do remember. I remember that the dates were phenomenal. I remember that there was no problems. I didn't think I even even with no game. I don't think I did too much, but I must have said something or text or something, or maybe it was just I wasn't the guy for her, and I misread some things because what ended up happening was two weeks later I'm sitting on my brother's couch and we were having parties. At the time, this is 107 East Springfield. I lived there later, I think late, uh, a year later. But at the time, I lived on Six and White. So, but my brother and his girlfriend lived on uh, 107 East Springfield. So I'm sitting there, and I remember the sun's going down, and I'm kind of just thinking about it. I'm like, man, I wonder what happened. I was just kind of down still. I mean, I wasn't, like, tripping too hard about it because we weren't in a relationship. I wasn't in love. But I think I was still just hurt by the fact that I didn't get, you know, anywhere with that. Uh, my, my past relationship had failed and for a reason, for some reason I kind of felt like there was a cloud over me I kind of felt like there was a like I was, like I couldn't connect with anybody, you know, I had talked to people but I still was lacking confidence and I just was unhappy with the way things were going, and she had texted me and said, hey and I said, and I like gave this stupid ass answer that you thought I would give, where I said Hey, you know, uh, what happened, man? Like, I've been texting you and you haven't been, I thought something had happened to you. And she was like, you know, I just wanted to text you and say, you know, because you're a really nice guy. But, uh, you know, I just, I saw that we were going in different directions and it just felt like you liked me more than I liked you. Or it was something like that. And I was like, that's fucking bullshit. You, I really liked you. It was just true. I did really like her. But I didn't, I'm like, what did I say? Like, what did I do to give you that impression? Or she said, she said that it seemed like you wanted, you wanted more and I wasn't ready to give you that or something. And that was bullshit, you know? Um, and I ended up living, I think it was about a year and a half or maybe even a, just a year because I live with my best friend. I live with my, uh, my brother's, well now ex-girlfriend and my best friend's boyfriend. And we shared a three bedroom apartment at 107 East Springfield. And I got drunk. I had a great time, met some people, did this, but I was still single. Eventually ran into my ex and just settled. And, you know, she was a little different. She had animals. She was loving. Well, she was kind to her animals. I, I've seen people who had animals, but just the way she loved her animals, how, how much she did for them, it was something I hadn't really seen before. So I thought it was different. And, um, you know, I started to create this this pattern of behavior. So what I mean by that is when there's somebody special to me, what I'll end up doing is creating something that's unique to them. And for her, it was something like, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I let people kiss me on the cheek. You know, I mean, it's nothing crazy, but that was the only thing I would let her do. I would, you know, if I kissed you anywhere else, but when you went to drop me off because at the time I didn't have a car, I would make her kiss me on the cheek and I would just get out. I wouldn't look back. I wouldn't say anything. I don't know why I start doing that. I don't know why I do that. But like I have my own routine that's specific to people that are, which it hasn't been many, to be honest. The ex before her didn't get this, but ah, yeah, she did. Yes, she did. But, um, you know, that's just something I did with her. And so 
this feeling that I had, I realized that I loved her so much. And this was great. I only wanted to be with her. And she just treated me like shit. <laughs> Five months in, all that other shit went downhill. And I had a, a best friend that I was living with at the time. And she liked me, but I didn't know it. I, I was being ignorant. I didn't realize that she liked me. I didn't believe anybody when they said that. But um, my ex was having problems with her. And they even had to sit down and try to talk. But she was still talking shit. So it got to the point where she was like, hey, you can live with me or we're not going to be able to be together. And I panicked and I just got all my shit and I moved in with my with my ex. I left my TV. I had a flat screen TV over there, a ton of DVDs and other shit. And I just left it at my at my old friend's house and our friendship ended ultimately and uh i moved in with my ex and i started well i didn't pay rent like the first month but you know uh whatever so anyway we're living together now it's cool her roommate moves out so it's just me and her and we're together but like as time went on, man, our relationship just got worse and worse. She started disrespecting me. She started like, and I, but all I wanted to do was love the bitch. And I just didn't understand why. I did. And then we weren't having sex. I had my daughter, my beautiful uh, daughter, Madison, who was going to be six this May. Um, and that year that she was pregnant, we didn't have sex one time. Even after she had the, she had the baby. Went a whole year without having sex. Nothing, nothing. When I say nothing, I mean absolutely nothing. And uh, I started to resent her. And I realized that, I just realized I wasn't happy. But I wanted things to work out. You know, I, I didn't want to end up like my parents. I didn't want Madison to not have what she deserved. And it wasn't about me. But it's, it still sucked. I just wasn't happy. I knew I was attractive. I didn't have long hair at the time, but I knew I was attractive. I knew that I had, I was, I just started, I finished Parkland. I'm off to EIU now. It's around 2015. Was it 2015? Uh, maybe it's 2016. Anyway, so me, me and my ex had been together for three years at this point, And I just was miserable. I, but I knew there's a bright future ahead for me. But, you know, I, she just didn't respect me. We had so many problems, so many fights where she tried to put her hands on me, use the the racist system against me, the system of racism against me, saying a black man put, put her hands on a white woman, which wasn't the case. She was trying to hit me. I just was, was blocking myself. And I kind of shoved her off me. It was just so many situations like that where she dictated and controlled my life. And I'm sure that made me look not sexy to a bunch of people. And so uh, I, I was I was really into black history at the time, still am, but I had just started learning about the history of some of my family members. And I watched Hidden Colors, and it was a guy named Tariq Nasheed. And he also had like game and stuff like this. So I'm watching his videos on YouTube and they're fascinating. Then I find something about dating and I, was, I heard some information that I just had never heard before. And it's an area of psychology called social psychology. Now at this time I decided to be a psych major and uh, you know, I started learning and I remember for one year straight, every day, all day, my daughter was too young. Um, you know, she took naps and shit, but I basically had my headphones. If I wasn't working or working out, I had my headphones in. And I was just absorbing all this information, all of it. Then I found mentors Then I found other people who knew what they were talking about, who had life the way they wanted. Then I started applying it to my relationship and it actually 
warded off a breakup for a while. I didn't break up with her immediately. And, I, and then I remember people giving me praise. I remember people um, like saying, John's got it figured out, but I still wasn't happy because even though my ex was acting right every now and then, she wasn't acting right overall. And I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what the answer was. And it still was bad. And I, there was a lot of game I wasn't implementing because I was still trying to work it out. And eventually I gave myself the best birthday present of my life. And that was last year where I stopped fucking with her completely. I broke up with her the year prior, but we still had some contact. And I said, bitch, I'm done. And I was done and have been ever since. So, men, if you want to have a successful relationship, there's a couple things that you need to keep in mind. First off, you show me a wise man and I'll show you a man who's made the most motherfucking mistakes. So I've made so many mistakes. This doesn't mean I was born with this wisdom. It doesn't mean that I was born with uh, with swag. I learned all of this. I learned my value. I learned what I have to bring to the table. I learned about what I had to offer. And I learned about everything that I am. And I fell in love with it. And it was a process. It took a long time. Fall in love with yourself. That doesn't mean be narcissistic. This doesn't mean do stupid shit. This doesn't mean try to hurt people. But learn to love yourself. You know, start focusing on the things that you can change. If you if it's broke, fix it. If you can't dance, learn how to dance. If you're shy, start talking. We call it lay to five bricks. Like talk to five people a day about anything. Like, damn, you know what those shoes, man? I, I seen those shoes before. Just anything. You know, you can say something corny. It doesn't matter. We're not trying to get nobody right now. We are just learning how to talk to people. If you have social anxiety, start introducing yourself to that stimuli so people aren't so scary. Get some therapy. If you're fat and out of shape, get in shape and stay in shape. You want to stay ready so you don't have to get ready. You know, Versace said it best. The best resume is an impressive physique. So... I realized that loving myself came with a lot of self-care, a lot of healing. This doesn't mean blocking people. It means getting people out of your life that don't need to be there, that don't need to be there. We don't just go blocking everybody. We don't just be, we don't want to injure and damage other people around us because we're trying to give ourselves self-care. That's the most important thing though, is you learn how much value it is, not only in being a man, but in being yourself. You got to know that because if you don't find any value in yourself, You'll either attract a bitch that finds no value in herself or you'll attract somebody who is just going to take advantage of that. And that was like me. I attracted somebody who took advantage of me, who made me feel like shit, who made me feel like nobody would love me. Nobody cared. And how wrong I was, how wrong I was and, and how much she regrets that now. Oh my God, how much she regrets that. But that's just what it is, you know? The second thing is, if it's broke, fix it. I said that already, but damn, you really have to, to keep that in mind. You need to add value to your life. If you're going to be an entrepreneur, you need to be constantly putting energy into your life's purpose. Your life's purpose is, it could be school, it could be your career. It could be just anything that helps build your your yourself 
and your environment for your future family. Because <laughs> part of being a man is sacrifice. You know, we could talk about sacrifice and that you uh, are sacrificing for your children, time working for your children, sacrificing for your own, for your, for your legacy, sacrificing for your family, your woman and your kids. You know, uh, however you want to slice that. You also need to build somebody that people are going to respect, not just women, but people. One thing that my cousin Junior has always taught me or told me is that no matter where he goes, when he runs into somebody who knows me, they never have anything bad to say. You know, and I've all, I, I never I'll never forget the first time he told me that he's like, do people love you, man? And, the, and they should because I'm a good guy. But. This is the this is what I'm projecting on other people. I project value. I project, you know, uh, the fact that I care about them. All the good things I feel about myself, I put on other people. So seek to build yourself up so you're not giving other people the wrong energy. You ever met somebody who's just envious, who ain't shit and just envious of others? They have no work ethic. They're lazy. They're mad because they're single. And they just put no effort into themselves. Looking nasty, wearing trends that from like 2005. Is that high value? Is that what we doing out here? So, and, and third, one thing I want guys to start doing is until you have your own spot, don't even don't even talk to a girl. I broke this rule, but I mean, you don't do that. Because first off, one of the mistakes I made was that I moved in with somebody I barely knew. We started talking in April. I moved in in August or something like that. That's not enough time to, to know somebody, somebody you're romantic with. Now, sometimes things happen and, and things work out and that's fine. But oftentimes they don't, especially when you move into her environment. The house was in her name. So whenever she got bad, mad, she would throw my shit outside. She could call the police. If she wanted to, she could call the police and be like, I don't want him here. Until she wants me there. Then I got to play her game. Can't nobody tell you to get out of a place that's not yours. I never understood the man in, in the in the commercial or the whatever who... Um, not the commercial, but the movie where... You know, you, you can sleep on the couch. Like, uh, let's go find... Let, let's go on a field trip. Let's find the deed to the house. Who the fuck's name is on it? You can sleep on the floor. The fuck? I'm not sleeping on the fucking couch if I'm if if the house if I bought it. No, I work too hard. You know, work at yourself, build yourself up. When you build your confidence, you build success. Confidence breeds success. Success success breeds confidence. Learn about your nature, learn about the nature of women. Learn about when they're testing you. Learn about having your purpose and then put your effort all your effort into your purpose they're gonna be there you lose women when you chase them but you never you don't lose women when you chase money you know i'm not saying that life is all about money i'm not saying that life is all about financial gain and materialism but when you are when you have your your sights laser when you're laser focused on your vision the girl wants to see you win man she wants to support that she doesn't want you to be at home all the time. You know the, the story about the woman that goes, she's going off to war. 
He's going to go fight a noble cause. My man is out fighting for our country. He's fighting us from the bad guys. But then you can say, man, oh, baby, I don't I don't want to leave you. I decided not to go. And she's like, and then next thing you know, y'all broke up. <laughs> Have passion and put it into something. She'll be there. They're not going anywhere. And when you have value for yourself, you're not in fear constantly of somebody leaving. Because if they do, this is another principle. You got to learn to take the L. In the L, a hood, uh, the hood, an L is a loss. In the L. See, I'm mixing my shit up. I'm tired. In the hood, an L is a loss. I've taken a lot of losses. That has nothing to do with necessarily with women. Sometimes it was losing respect. Sometimes it was me just uh, reacting, arguing with women. We don't do that shit. We don't have time for that. High value men, we, uh, I'm not doing it. I don't argue. If you bring problems to me, I'm just not going to deal with it. Context, remember context. I'm not saying we can't talk. If I'm in a relationship with you, it's different. There's different rules. But I don't see myself arguing about anything with anybody. I don't, I don't have time for that. Um, also, it's just not the energy I like. Unless we're about to make up. So you have to realize that that you are the most important. You are the center of your world. Your happiness has to come first. And the reason I say this is because your woman's happiness is included in yours. Your children's happiness is included in yours. You're not happy if your woman is, you know, holes in her shoes and you got on Gucci and fur and your kids are hungry. Now we want to take care of our family. That makes us happy. Put your happiness first. Stop trying to chase your woman. Give her what she needs, what she wants every now and then. This is a man that she wants you to be so you can handle her because really beautiful women are difficult to deal with. If you're not strong enough, they'll leave or you won't get them. So these are principles that you have to understand. And if you don't understand it, then you're going to continue to have a lack of success in this area. You're going to continue to be miserable, lonely. I have to say, I, we'll, we'll get some more for the girls, but this one's for the guys because most of the game falls on us. There hasn't been one time where shit went wrong and it wasn't my fault. Either I wasn't patient enough or I wasn't, I was too, too this or too that. I just couldn't see it because my emotions were in the way. Why wasn't I thinking? Why didn't I get it under control? But you can. That's why I do these these podcasts so I can talk to you about where I fucked up so you don't have to. And if somebody leaves, we can still care about them and wish them well on their way out. That's okay. This is fine. It's all right. It's okay. But I want you to have what you want. I want you to have more of what you want in your life. And you can. But start by building yourself. What are you doing every day to push you forward? There's no such thing as stagnation. So if you're not pushing forward, you're moving backwards, period. Do you care too much about your chick? She's not leaving you. But if you care too much, she's going to be like, nigga, don't you have something better to do? Women are like, men are like fishermen, sport fishermen. You catch the fish, we show it to our friends. And then we throw it back in the water after we take a picture of it. But then the fish gets on the boat and says, you know, I, I love you. And after a while, you can't get the fish off the boat. And you're like, all right, well, we're together now. And she'll be like, we're together, right? And you're like, yeah. 
So she'll say, you know what? Since we're together, why do you have all this bait and these fishing poles in your boat? And you'll be like, damn, I can't, I'm a fisherman. I can't even have this. No, no. If you love me, you'll get rid of it and you get rid of it. And then there will come a time after you did everything that she wanted you to do, do, that she wanted you to do because you're not thinking about your happiness. And this doesn't mean that you're fucking random, random bitches all the time. It has nothing to do with that. But context, listen to the story. And there will come a time when she says, you ain't even got a boat. You can understand that. You'll be successful your whole life.